0: time for Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3. My name is Treza, and I am your host for this beautiful show that happens every Friday at 7 p.m. So tune in. We are talking about lighthearted topics, some controversial topics, everything under the sun. We just want to take the filters off of what the world tends to put on just life so many so i'm telling you so many topics out there now have so many opinions and you don't even know what to believe anymore and so here i have i've just met him today and we are doing a zoom call i have with me my very good friend alan give a hello alan
1: hi tracer nice to be with you
0: yeah thank you bro it's very cool i remember hearing alan share at a conference a few years ago and It was so impactful what he had to share. And so I got him on the show to share lots and lots of passion. He's a very passionate man for a certain topic that nowadays has so many opinions wrapped around it. And so really what we want to do with this hour show is simply take those filters off of it. So coming up, we're going to hear what Alan has devoted so much of his life to. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Juice 107.3. welcome back everybody you're listening to juice 107.3 and this is the brand new show called unfiltered with ywam we are on every friday night at 7 p.m and i'm your host treza and this week i've been really praying into this show because we're talking about something that has so many filters over it and i've invited alan here with us he's not in the studio with me he's actually on zoom So I'm looking at him right now on a computer, and it's very cool. I love technology today. It's so good. And so, Alan, I wanted to ask you a bit about yourself before we get into the nitty gritty stuff. Um, Just wanted to check, where are you right now? You're in Australia.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm in Melbourne. Okay. I I was up on the uh, Sunshine Coast just two days ago, so I'm still getting over the cold.
0: Yeah, yeah, true, true. It has been cold, hey? It's crazy how the weather's changing. Oh man! And has is Melbourne home for you?
1: Melbourne has been home all my life. I was born here, and in fact, I've probably lived uh, most of my life only about twenty kilometres away from where I was born. So I'm an east East suburbs Melbourne boy, and uh, while I travel plenty, this has always been my home.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, you do a lot of traveling with your work, hey.
1: I've done a lot of travel, and um, now I'm doing a lot of traveling by Zoom because you can't travel. Anymore. Yeah,
0: isn't that funny? Hey, now we're going to be all so used to talking to each other on a screen. I don't know if I like that or not, but it's good. And so, you have? Do you have any wife or kids?
1: I have a wife. I left. Uh, I, I met my wife in high school. Oh wow! So Helen and I have been married now for fifty-three years. Jeez! And uh, both of us trained as primary school, school teachers. She trained. Oh. trained primary teacher, I trained secondary.
0: Come on. Uh, we met each
1: other at high school.
0: Wow. And, uh,
1: together we have uh, four children and 12 grandchildren.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Well, congratulations on 53 years.
1: Well, she's the girl that needs a and congratulations. Yeah,
0: yeah. True, true. After this, I'll have to say hello and give her the congrats. Yeah. That'd be great 12 grandchildren and are they all in melbourne or are they spread out across australia no,
1: they're spread out now we got a couple in sydney and the rest of them are in melbourne and one of them is i think up in um, in uh, queensland yummy oh, uh, okay. so wow you know, they're spread around
0: all spread out well i yeah. love it you're a family man alan it's so good it's so good to have you on the show And so I wanted to ask you, what is it that you have given your life to? What is it um, that you're really focusing a lot of your time and energy towards now?
1: Yeah, great question. Well, um, uh, Helen and I both trained as teachers. And so Mm. um, helping people to develop their best, um, prepare themselves for life is what we've always given ourselves to.
2: Yeah.
1: But fairly early in our teaching careers. Um, we became broken hearted, I guess, mm. by the way in which most kids were living very self-destructive lives.
2: Right. And of course, right.
1: the reason they did that was because they didn't see an alternative. Uh, they, The only, only alternative they could see for life was the search for pleasure, mm. uh, the short-term thrill. And uh, out of that, we opened our home and we just started sharing Jesus with uh, high school students. Wow. And uh, that led to a a concern to help kids deal with their sex lives. Right. Because with teenagers, one of the most uh, significant dynamics at work in their life is this passion to find somebody that'll love them and care for them. And then the the thrill of wanting to experiment with sex. And you realized uh, fairly quickly, if you're going to care for young people, Mm. you really need to help them to figure out (laughs) what role sex played in their life and yeah. how to manage that dynamic in a way that it, it was a, not a curse, but a blessing. Right, right. That takes, that takes more work than you can imagine. Yeah. So out of that, I developed uh, an interest in in explaining to people not only the origin of sex, but its mm. dynamic. And then that, that led to really important insights, like why is sexual abuse so destructive? Why right. is it when you misuse sex? It has such a potent impact on people's lives. Why is sexual abuse one of the hardest of all of the issues in a person's life to heal? Yeah, that's that's good,
0: Alan. And it's often a topic, too, that we we don't know how to communicate about it, right? And I think, especially with parents with young kids, I have no children yet, and so I am, uh, you know, a bit nervous for that day when all of a sudden I have to start talking to them about sex and about all these different outlets now that are available, right? And so Coming up, we're going to talk to Alan a little bit more about the statistics on this. And he's going to continue throughout the show to just share his heart behind this crazy, crazy topic. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3. all right welcome back guys you're listening to unfiltered with ywam on juice 1073 here on a zoom call i have alan and so on the past segment here alan was just sharing his heart and how the journey really began for him in terms of just bringing awareness to sex and bringing awareness to pornography and the platforms it's available and so alan i wanted to ask you have you created any resources in terms of that parents can utilize in helping them communicate with their kids on such a you know hefty topic.
1: Yeah well initially I never started with pornography because if you, back mm. in the 70s when I first started this thing pornography was kind of an unknown thing right um, I was 18 years old before I even, I even saw a playboy magazine Wow that was because I was working in a quarry during my uni vacation. So <laughs> in the initial phases, The issue of pornography was a non-issue in in that. It just wasn't around.
2: Right. Uh,
1: You you couldn't have found pornography with a private detective. Um, (laughs) So what you really needed was, what parents needed was they needed some insight. Well, what do I say to my Mm. kids about sex? Because, um, I mean, I grew up in a home where my mum and dad never gave me five minutes of insight other than the birds and the bees talk that happened in UK. Right, yes. And the, the reality is that often parents just don't know what to say. I mean, they they don't even want to say the words out loud. You know, yeah. even the biology is hard for them to talk about, let alone the intimate questions of well, um, what's what's sexually appropriate and when you know um, when can I do when can I do what? Right. Uh, some of the really big questions are just never addressed. Yeah. So I began to develop resources, and the more I spoke on it, the more insight I got. I ended up creating a series, a six-part series called Surviving Sexuality, and I shared oh. that all over the world. <laughs> That's cool. And then, then that developed into a nine-part series called The Search for Intimacy, and I've mm. shared that all over the world. But it was that that um, began, the more I began to speak on it, the more my responsibilities extended be- beyond mm. young people to families. Right. You begin to realize that um, as society has progressed in terms of the development of the media and the availability Mm. of uh, sexualized material pornography became an increasing part of even you know ordinary people's lives
0: yeah i was going to say i guess you've really seen the transition of from the past 30 years i guess pornography and the availability towards that has just escalated hey Uh,
1: in uh, in just leaps and bounds wow So that by the time I got into the 90s and I was pastoring a church, probably one of the most important moments for me was when I recognized somebody ought to talk about the issue of um, sexualized material, Mm. particularly uh, when it comes to the issue of men and their behavior, because it's what men do in particular that are the keys to marital breakdown and family family breakdown. It's not Mm. that what women do doesn't matter. Right. It's that um, the, the reality is that it's what men do that uh, tends to be, by a large margin, the crucial factors that separate right. good relationship from bad ones. Mm. And I spoke one one day in our church on that, and I invited any men who felt they needed help mm. to meet with me in my office mm. uh, one, one evening, and 13 men showed up. Wow. And we sat around that table, mm. I the, each of them shared what their struggle was. Wow. Some of those men put their heads down on that table and howled like babies.
2: Oh, One, one man in
1: particular <laughs> had travelled 300 kilometres to get in that meeting, to be in that oh room. Oh, my gosh. Me. And he, he confessed that that very day, He had visited a sex shop, sat down and watched pornographic videos. Mm. And he knew that he was in danger of losing his wife, his children and his house because of his addiction to pornography. And that was when I recognized that this isn't just um, an occasional thing. There are more men involved in this. And these are the 13 guys that showed up. Right. And as a result, he began to be aware of the fact there's something somebody ought to do something about.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so cool that you recognize that. Because I think often we can have those meetings and we can, you know, give a space for people to feel safe and comfortable to share those things. But I love that you really took, you took the responsibility, you know, as a loving husband, as a loving father, you just knew and you saw the issue at hand. And so you decided to do something with that. And that is why I so honor you. And I'm so grateful you you decided to speak on this show with us today. And so coming up, I'd love, Alan, if we just chatted more about your heart and more about how over the past 20, 30, 40 years, how this has just escalated so high now. And again, you're listening to Juice 107.3. Welcome back to Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3. And so again, my name is Treza and this has been incredible so far. I've really enjoyed hearing Alan sharing about his journey within just chatting and bringing awareness to pornography and sex. And so Alan, something I really wanted to get into now is how available has pornography become? You know, we sometimes we don't realize How many people are actually using it, doing it, dealing with it? And it's a topic that we try to hide and feel maybe shame about, but we don't realize how available it is.
1: Yeah. Well, the stats on this are not easy to get. There are some statistics Mm. you can get. Um, One of the interesting questions is what percentage of the bandwidth of the internet is being used for pornography Mm. at any one time? Nobody really knows the answer to that question. All we do know is that it's an awful lot. Right. We know, for example, that the world's most popular porn website receives 32 million hits every single month. Wow. We know one of the tragedies is that the biggest day for porn use is a Sunday. Oh. Uh, we know that the percentage of, of children that have, that have, are exposed to pornography by the, by the age of 10 oh.
2: um,
1: is, is extraordinarily high, partly because there's been such um, a rising tide of ease of access to it. Right. Uh, as I said, when I was a teenager, I never saw, porn- I've never seen pornography as a teen. Right. Um, I, I never even saw uh, uh, something as, as bizarre as a Playboy magazine. Mm.
2: Um,
1: but today I was speaking for schools in Queensland last year and uh, speaking largely to high school students. And I had a 12 year old boy, come and stand in front of me after I'd done my talk and he said is it too late for me oh and, uh, when I asked that him what the uh, what that his life is like you've got kids in in schools not just secular schools people right. say oh I'll take my kid out of that and put him in a Christian school right Christian schools have smartphones
2: mm. and
1: uh, one of the tragedies is that one of those schools said they'd had to purchase a, a bus specifically for girls because it was no longer safe for girls to travel wow. on the same on the same bus as the boys because they they get online with their pornography on the school bus and then pass it around and show each other pornography right. we're talking about kids at 10 to 11 and 12 years of age jeez. seeing the kind of pornography that you couldn't even imagine existed 10 or 15 years ago
0: yeah jeez like and i think i sometimes just i'm not aware of that right and and it's not in my everyday life so why would i be i don't have kids i You know, and so to hear that to me is quite shocking. Um, And so, Alan, and and what are even um, some misconceptions, I guess, that you've heard over the years as an expert in this and you're quite educated on this topic. What are some of these misconceptions that people have?
1: Well, I guess many of many people take the view that maybe it's a good way of educating people about sex. Mm. Um, In fact, porn porn is the education of the worst kind. Right. Um, porn is not only a form of education; it's a form of power education, mm. and it has just the most disastrous impacts. I mean, the 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 worst, of course, is that um, once a a person is introduced to a view of sex uh, as it is presented in pornography, and most people, when they think of pornography, it was a bit like when um, years ago the the our parliament in Canberra mm. was considering putting a block on. Uh, Mm. the, on the internet providers. And so maybe give, providing a filter for the nation Right. and the porn industry said, well, that's outrageous because all we're doing, it's, it's just harmless uh, sexual erotica. It's just nonviolent erotica. Well, that kind of porn does exist, but it's mm-hmm. not what most porn is about. Right. And the, the problem porn is like, like any drug of choice that uh, you reach, neurochemical tolerance very quickly. And then you're looking for something more dramatic, something more impacting, something more thrilling or exciting. And mm. most of the most of the porn, uh, well you could even say not not just most, but all of the porn that is available to people is connected to the internet through algorithm algorithms designed to lead them down an addictive pathway to more and more traumatic wow. sexual encounters, for oh, which nice. they then find themselves needing to pay because it's monetarizing this whole thing that uh, is at the back of the whole porn industry. Wow. And the damage that it does, the, 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 the view that it creates and the desires that it creates uh, will ruin a marriage. It'll destroy a young man's capacity to ever really love a woman
2: yeah.
1: for life or to ever really love a woman and be a decent husband in a woman's life. Yeah. Um, and the, the impact of that is so profound that it is impossible to be a porn user and, and uh, have a successful marriage long-term. It's just Man,
0: not and these are, you know, it's such good truths that you're speaking, and I think we don't often have platforms or ways that we can hear these things, and so thank you for sharing this, Alan. It's such good truth, and so coming up, we're going to continue to just shed some light on this heavy, heavy topic that sometimes we can tend to shy away from, Again, you're listening to Unfiltered with YWAM on JUICE 107.3. Hey there, guys. Again, this is Unfiltered with YWAM on JUICE 107.3. I have been enjoying this so much with Alan here. I personally did not know of the you know extremity and the availability availability for young people especially towards pornography and it's their introduction to a lot of things around sex. And so I've loved that Alan, you've been able to take some of those filters off. And a question I wanted to ask you now is, what are some of the consequences? So when people get involved and start using it or get introduced to pornography, what, what, can they, what are they now going to face?
1: Well, the consequences are totally predictable. Mm. And, the, uh, and the mountain of research that now um, demonstrates just how predictable the results are mean that I can't, uh, rather than giving you statistics, let me just outline mm. to you a number of absolutely certain outcomes. Mm. The first is this. Um, a man gets involved, and, and I'm going to focus on men, because 98% of all sex crimes are committed by men against women and children. It's not that women don't get involved in porn, but it's right. males that are problematic. Right? And male sexuality is problematic. It's, ma- it's males that rape and kill and molest mm. uh, 98% of the time. So... When, I'm de- when you're dealing with a male who begins to engage with pornography, absolutely, certainly women in his mind will be dehumanized. Wow. He will develop a view of women that is dehumanizing. And one of the things that drives me crazy is that we live in a hashtag Me Too generation. Mm. Where everybody says we've got to learn to, to respect women and treat women with respect. Nothing undermines that or creates the An alternative mindset, like pornography.
2: Wow. And
1: and yet we we allow that as if somehow it's you know important for us to allow people to have have the liberty to uh, engage and indulge in this kind of stuff, knowing that it produces men for whom women are dehumanized. Secondly, over a period of time, a man engaging in pornography will will find he has an increasing dissatisfaction of sex with a real woman. Okay. Sex with a real woman requires. Uh, care, concern, the building of a relationship, pornography presents sex, uh, which is uh, indulged in, a, in an atmosphere in which a man does what he wants to get what he wants. Mm. And all he's after mm-hmm. is an orgasm.
2: Well,
1: and well. out of that, you, any male who's an, who's married to a woman and finds himself engaging in pornography will ultimately develop a dissatisfaction with sex with her mm. and begin to uh, find that he'd rather do masturbation or porn than have sex with a real woman.
0: Right. The third <laughs>
1: outcome is the issue of junk sex. And that is mm. that, that's, that increasingly uh, men find themselves disinterested in, in any kind of committed relationship because okay. it's insufficiently exciting. Right. And when you begin to live as if excitement is the meaning of life and you've got to have a regular burst of excitement, Marriage is made up of a lot of ordinariness, a lot, mm. of, um, a lot of long-term, ordinary.
0: Uh, the mundane, I guess.
1: joy-filled mundaneness. Mm, yeah. yep. That's the reality. And uh, with, with, with little moments or spikes of intense excitement and interest. But mostly it's about commitment and ordinariness and persistence and, mm. and caring long-term. Yeah. Porn pulls that apart.
2: That's good, uh, which Ellen. results
1: in men having a decreasing a decreasing desire for a committed sexual relationship out of that they develop sexual fantasies that are forceful and violent mm. and that if a woman doesn't want sex there must be something wrong with her and men profoundly need um, a, a, a revisioning of what it means to be a man and a revisioning of sex right. if they're going to form long-term, healthy marriage relationships.
0: Jeez, man. And these are hard truths to hear, I think, for a lot of us, because this is something that we can tend to normalize in our society of it's it's healthy to do so or it's good to do so. But things that you're sharing about these consequences, I wouldn't necessarily think that these are good consequences. None of them were that you shared. And so oh. for us to just educate ourselves on what are we doing, what are we actually now introducing ourselves to, our children to, our brothers, our sisters, you know, all of these, these people now that we, we can all of a sudden become introduced for it. And so coming up, Alan, we'd love to chat with you just about the hope, you know, that there is, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is hope. It's not all lost. And so coming up, we're going to dive into that. You're listening to Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3. Welcome back. This is Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3. And guys, I'm telling you, if you are just tuning in now, you need to go and hear this podcast replayed. This is some awesome, simple truths that we can sometimes just have a misconception over pornography and sex. And again, the um, the podcasts, they're available on all major platforms. So we've got Apple Music, we've got Spotify, And so Unfiltered with YWAM, go check it out. And Alan, let's talk about the hope. Let's talk about the light that's at at the end of the tunnel and really shed some light on what that path looks like.
1: Well, there are three messages that every man needs to hear. Hmm. The first message is this, that it is normal for a man to find managing his sexuality a challenge. Hmm. Um, Now, I've got time to unpack that, but there are many reasons as to why sexuality is more problematic for men than it is for women. Thing is that when a man doesn't manage it well, it's women and children that pay the price. So uh, men need to know, look, if you've Mm. had a challenge with this, well, join the club. Secondly, you need to deeply examine where your sexuality is up to and how it's been twisted out of shape. Mm, Uh, Someone needs to give you a picture of what healthy sexuality looks like and it may be that no one has ever spelled, out, spelled that out for you. And mm. as a result, you wouldn't even know what normal mm. looked like. But thirdly, it is important for every man to realize that it's possible to rediscover or restore a healthy sexuality, but it will take work. Mm. So uh, we need to recognize that there is very powerful brain chemistry involved in sex
2: right.
1: uh, that develops tracks just like any addiction. Because mm. all addictions are chemical in nature. That's simply brain chemistry right, right. Uh, working its way down a particular track. It works its way down a track and it develops it into a roadway and from a roadway into a highway. And <laughs> undoing that is not simply a matter of just uh, take these simple ideas and you'll be okay. Right, it right. It was significant work. Well, and wow. I did my doctorate in creating a pathway for men that I call valiant men. And I've uh, been sharing that ever since for the last 15 years uh, as part of the, perhaps one of the most important things I do Mm. is helping men to create a new vision because that's where everything begins Mm. with your thought life, what you think about and the way you value things. People have trouble with willpower because they don't understand why they're supposed to be doing the right thing. Wow! If you can figure out the why, willpower is a lot less challenging.
0: That's really so. Good. I help men.
1: I help men find a new vision. Yep. For manhood, and then we go on a ten-week journey mm. to uh, begin to build in the behaviors that will allow that manhood to be expressed in a way that's a blessing rather than a curse.
0: Yeah, and that's so good to hear because I think with so many addictions. And of course, we're speaking specifically on sexuality and pornography. But with any addictions, we can often hear, oh, once you've done it, you're in it, right? Like there's there's no getting back. And if you're a Christian, I think I've heard, okay, well, once if you're a Christian, you're doing pornography, sorry, there's no hope. You, you're just, you're in it for life. And so I think to hear you share some light on that of there's just hope and there's new vision. And I like hearing too that it's not a microwave faith. So it's not going to happen overnight, um, but it's a process and it's a journey that will take work. And I think that's really cool that you're touching on that, Alan. Sure. Yep, that's good stuff. Well, coming up, guys, we're going to just hear some more solutions on how we can just continue to press forward and live in a better place, healthier and just fresher. You're listening to Unfiltered with YWAM. Welcome back on Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3. This has been an awesome show. I am so happy. This show, it was very nice to have an expert in the room. I think often I've just had uh, other YWAMers and special friends who are really loving a life filled with Christ. But Alan, it's been awesome to have someone who is so educated on such a serious topic that is just blown in the waters in so many different ways. And so, Alan, I wanted to just say thank you for your time. Thank you for, even though you're in Melbourne, I thank you so much for just taking your time over Zoom to chat with us. And I wanted to ask, what are, so if somebody wanted more information or wanted to even reach out to you, what are some of the platforms you offer, like resources and stuff like that?
1: Well, the simplest way to get in touch with me is through our website, which is Mm. careforcelifekeys.org. Okay. And I've developed a number of resources. I mean, we have 15 different courses to help, but on this particular issue, I've created, uh, it was my doctoral course. Mm. I created uh, this course as part of my doctorate and uh, I created a course called Valiant Man. Okay, And Brilliant. I'm starting on May the 1st, which whenever people hear this uh, podcast, it may yes. already be be uh, started. Well, actually, it's, morning,
0: yes, so it's May 1st. So May 1st, Saturday morning, Valiant Men Valiant, is starting.
1: On May the 1st, 7.30 in the morning, I'm starting with a mm. new group of men, a 10-week journey, every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Now, if you wanted to get in that, go straight to careforcelifekeys.org and scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll find the Valiant Man thing right there. And if you feel like you want to join me, there's an opportunity to join me. But if you miss May the 1st, um, I have two oppor- two ways I can help you. The first is this. I have an online version of my course. And again, you'll find that on the front page of that website, Careforce Life Keys. Mm. It's called Valiant Man Online. And if you just have questions and you just mm. like to email me and say, Al, can you help me with this? Uh, I'd be very, very happy to get your email and come back to you with uh, the very best answers and the very best connections that I can Mm. give you to help you wherever you're at.
0: Oh, that's really cool, Alan. Thank you so much. And I think, guys, you've heard them. So if you're interested in just getting free from this addiction that has just tossed your life upside down, or if you're wanting a safe space to ask questions, Alan is the go-to. And even for girls out there, I know that Alan has many connections with females who can also just help you in this area. And so, Alan, again, thank you so much. And guys, if you tuned in to this show and you didn't get to hear the full thing, you can find it on a podcast. And so it's on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So just search for Unfiltered with YWAM and you will find it there. This has been so good, everybody. Have such a great weekend. I hope you have fun. I hope you stay safe and just enjoy life. It's so good. Again, thank you, Alan. Unfiltered comes on every Friday night at 7 p.m., so be sure to tune in. I am your host, Treza, and I will continue to be interviewing so many people on these topics that can tend to have such a filter over them. So thank you, guys. Enjoy your weekend. This is Unfiltered with YWAM on Juice 107.3.